okay? Uh, I'll take this opportunity to thank Pastor Graham, the leadership of this church, and the entire membership for such a great opportunity, which has been granted unto me, to stand before you and uh, we share the word of God. By name, I'm called Matovu Muhammad. Uh, I'm a Ugandan by nationality. I'm married to my wife, and uh, I'm a father of eight children. Six girls and two boys. Actually, my firstborn got married only recently, on 25th of July. She got married to her husband. I'm uh, a senior minister of his people, Christian Ministries, since 2000. And also a director of Basiru Christian Orphanage. But I'm planning of stepping down uh, at the end of this year simply because I work now with the United Nations. I travel a lot from country to country, from country to country. So I can no longer deliver services to Basiru and to his people ministries. Actually, our church is trusting God for someone to place me, and I know they will get one. Let us, let me, allow me to say the word of prayer. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, thank you for such a great opportunity which has been granted. As we share the word of yours, may your Holy Spirit take control of, 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 of everything. May your will be done in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say, uh, it's my supplication to God that uh, my accent be easy unto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something, and this is from my heart. God has, the Holy Spirit of God has put something on my heart, which uh, I feel I have to share it with you. It's out of my experience. And uh, I know you guys, we are going to to benefit. You and I, we are going to benefit. If you can turn with me and book of Daniel, chapter 3. My sister, Jen, can I ask you for a big favor? Just to read for me. Hmm. Daniel, chapter 3. And uh, number six, uh, 13, just to 18. Yeah, sure. Daniel chapter 3. Yes. Number 13. Yes. To 18. 13 to 18. Okay. Mm. Uh, off. It's on. Yep. Daniel chapter 3. 13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you did do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music... 
if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Thank you so much. Father, bless this word in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And we say, Amen. You see, uh, this is the true story from the Bible. And it's all about the three Hebrews who faced a very big challenge. First of all, uh, they were God-fearing people because they were Jews. They had, they, they had heard about God. They had known about the Ten Commandments where they were commanded not to bow, to never bow down in worship of anything besides God. And here, they were in exile. They were under the, the, the laws of a king who had nothing to do with God. So, he set up an image. And he ordered all the people who were under his power to bow down in worship of the idols that he had set, uh, uh, had set up. So, this was a very, very, very big challenge to the three Hebrews. It was, very, it was a very big challenge to the Israelites. It was a very big challenge to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, simply because their God had forbidden them to bow down in worship of anything besides him. So, there were consequences to suffer if they had refused to do so. The fire was set. Up. And it was announced all over the country. Each and every person must bow down and worship the idols which the king has set up. The three Hebrews made a decision of their own. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, human beings. We are given a will by God to make a choices of our own. Human beings, we are, we, are, we are creatures of God, like any other creature, but we are totally different from the rest of the creatures, simply because we have the power. God gave us the power, the light, to make a choices of our own. So, the three Hebrews decided not to bow down in, the, in worship of the idols, that the king had said. That means they decided to disobey. They decided to remain faithful to God in the time of a challenge. Without minding of the, the consequences which they are going to face. They decided not to bow down. They decided to disobey. 
the command of the king. Simply because it was against the law. It was against the Ten Commandments. It was against the will of their God, the creator of even and earth. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. This God whom we believed, this God whom we worship, this God who is the father of ours, he is very, very much interested in seeing our response if things happen not to turn up just as we are expecting them. They remained faithful to God. And the consequences which they are going to suffer to be thrown in the fire, they are going to die. They are going to face, to face death simply because they disobeyed the king. God was by their side looking at them, wanting to see their reaction. God was there. It is not that God had deserted them. It is not that God was far away from them. God was right there seeing them, uh, being challenged, being under pressure, worried of death, whatever. God was right there. Wanting to see of their reaction. Wanting to see of their response to the challenge. I learned, I realized that whenever we undergo um, into a challenge, God is right there by our sides, wanting to see our reaction. Wanting to see our response. Suppose uh, you have been trusting God you know, for something. Possibly you prayed about it. Even fasted, but things happen not to turn up just as you have been expecting them to be. God is very much interested to see for how you respond to it. Praise be the name of Jesus Christ. They remained faithful. The three Hebrews, they remained faithful in the time of a challenge. On the face of this earth, there are challenges everywhere in the world. There are challenges in Australia. There are challenges in Africa, there are challenges in Asia, there are challenges in Europe, there are challenges in North and South America. There are challenges everywhere in the, in the world. But God is very, very much interested uh, in, seeing, uh, in, in seeing, in knowing our response in the time of being challenged. Praise be the name of Jesus Christ. Not only, uh, I learned one thing, Pastor Graham, those three Hebrews, they were kingdom-minded. They had the mind of the kingdom. They knew for sure that one time, one day, we shall face death and we present ourselves before our Father. And there, we shall, need, we shall be required to, to give accountability of the, the, the days that we spent on the face of this earth. They had the mind of the, the kingdom. They thought much about the kingdom. It's one of the reasons for why they refused to bow down um, before the idols. They choose to be faithful in the time of trouble. They choose to be strong in the time of being challenged. They choose to be strong. They had even determined to die for the sake of the kingdom. I used to ask God, I said, Lord, can really, can really have such a courage? Can you help me to have such a mind? Can you really help me uh, you know, to have that thought? Can you really help me to be like those uh, uh, three Hebrews? Not only 
being uh, kingdom minded these people there are a lot of stuff to learn from them you know let me tell you something brothers and sisters if you are to prosper spiritually if we are to see the blessings of God in our ministry, in our life, see, it is wise for us to learn from the people who lived before us. Because we are not the pioneers of this church. We are not the, the pioneers of Christianity. We are not the pioneers of the ministry. No. There are people who lived before us. There are so many men and women of God who served before us. If we are to prosper spiritually, it's wise for us to learn so many things from those people. You know, they had the mind of the kingdom. They were kingdom focused. Besides being um, kingdom focused, they were so patient. They were so patient. They were so patient. They were so patient in waiting upon God's deliverance. Because they had the faith that God will come and rescue them. They had the faith. They had the faith because they confessed it before the king. They say it's fine. The fire has been set. Okay? But we want to assure you, we are not going to bow down in the worship of the idols. We know that our God who will rescue us, he will come on our rescue. But here we can see God is not coming. Here, God is not coming. They waited. They were so patient in waiting upon God's deliverance. It's a very, very, very big challenge to you and I. It's a very, very big challenge. They were so, they were so patient in waiting upon God's deliverance. In the process of preparing the fire, they would have given up. In the process of preparing the fire. But they waited. They waited patiently. They kept on trusting God. Knowing that no, God is about to come. God is going to come. God is going to come. God is going to come until God came. You know, I learned something. Lack Lack of patience, lack of patience, most of the time, it leads to longer direction and longer decision making. Once one lacks faith to be patient, he will end up following wrong direction and making wrong decisions. Something happened uh, some years back to my firstborn, who got uh, my own lady center. When she joined a university, the same university where I went through, for, for her, she's, uh, uh, she's finishing now uh, medical, I mean, uh, medical science, which you call here general practice. It is general. Uh, she's doing uh, general medicine. I think here you call it general practice. The same university where I went through, where I did, you know, I'm a teacher myself by profession, um, mathematics and uh, physics teacher. The same university. She's finishing now. But six years back when she joined, I didn't have money for the hostel. 
I didn't have money for the hostel. And my home to the, to the university, it's about seven kilometers. So I told my daughter, please be patient. At the end of the month, when I get paid, I'll give you the money. Okay? I'll give the money so that you can pay for the hostel. She said, no, dad, give me the money. I said, no, I don't have the money now. But just be patient. At the end of the month, I'll give you the money. You will pay for the hostel. She said it is okay, but she was a bit unhappy with me. It was as if I disappointed her. Just after a week, she came to me. She said, Dad, I've got a friend at the university, my schoolmate. And uh, this girl, she's a good girl. She has offered, you know, she has offered me a place in her room. So she has invited me in her room. I'm going to, to, to stay with her in the hostel. I said, look here, my daughter. How long have you known that friend of yours? Yes, I've known her for a full week. I said, no. Just as I requested of you, just be patient till I get the money. When I get the money, I'll give you the money. And you pay for the... Said, no, dad, she's a good girl. I said, no, I can't believe you. Just be patient. She said, no. She started arguing with me. She said, you know the problem with you, dad? You are too old now. You are too old. That you can no longer see things just as they are supposed to be. I said, okay. I'm too old. And that I can no longer see things just as they are supposed to be. Get out of the house and do whatever you like. And you go. Then she left him. She was there only for two weeks. And something happened. It was early in the mo- it was in the morning, it was a quarter past two in the morning when I received the call from her. Crying. Said, Dad, will come and to me. I'm in trouble. I said, Where are you? I'm right at the hostel, but outside at the gate. Come for me. I went, I woke up, I told my wife, then we drove to the hostel. She was right at the gate with her suitcase standing crying. I asked her what happened. Are you safe? She said, yes, daddy, I'm safe now simply because you have come. But before you had come, I wasn't safe. She entered the car, we went home. I asked her what exactly happened. She said, look at your dad, this friend of mine, is, is very immoral. She goes in the club every day and she comes back very late with the men. And it's just, it's just one room. It's only that bed that separates us. And today it was worse. She went out in the club. She came with a, 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 a man. Then they went out. Then she came with another, another man. Dad, my head is full of stuff. I'm sorry. I said to be, I totally said to be patient. You encouraged me to be patient, but I failed. From today, I've learned to be patient. So patience, lack of patience, lack of patience, 
No, I just want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, and to encourage myself. Just to, to encourage ourselves just to be to learn to be uh, uh, patient in the case of in patient of uh, of anything. Because we have been challenged. Sometimes we get challenges at our places of, of work, in our families, you know, in our ministries. You know, we get challenges. You can easily be challenged by your husband. You can easily be challenged by your wife. You can easily be challenged by your, your relative. You can easily be challenged by your neighbor. You can be challenged by the state. You can be challenged. Anytime you can be challenged. But we have been encouraged to be patient in case of a challenge. To just to be patient. Just like the three, eh? the three Hebrews. They were very patient. They waited patiently. They waited. My daughter suffered simply because she wasn't patient. So she came back home just after two weeks. I gave her the money. She went, she, she got a hostel of her own. Patience. Besides patience, the three Hebrews had the confidence in God, and this one is very, very important. They had the confidence as Christians. Confidence, confidence is something very important in our Christian work. They had confidence. They had confidence in God. They were challenged. You know, fire was set up for them. And they were going to die. And I want to tell you, my, to assure you, my brother, this wasn't a threat. It was a reality. They were going to die. They were going to die. They were going to, to die. It wasn't a threat. Because they disobeyed the king. They refused to bow down in worship of a, 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 an image which a king had set up. So a punishment was death. They were going to die. But they had the confidence in God. They had the confidence in their father. If we happen to have confidence in God, we can enjoy the advantages of being children of our, our father. The people who had confidence in God, they enjoyed the saints. They enjoyed the, the miracles of God. They enjoyed the presence of God. They really enjoyed it. There are so many people who had confidence in God. Take an example of Peter. Peter amazed me one time. You know, Bible leaders, uh, you know a story uh, when the disciples of Jesus were sailing on the water. And here Jesus happened to come uh, walking on the surface of the water. They thought possibly he was a ghost. Jesus said, no, I'm not a ghost. I'm Jesus. I'm your Lord. Peter said, if you are the one telling me to also to walk on the water. Jesus said, okay, walk. Peter got out of the boat confidently knowing that once Jesus said yes, no one can say no. Once Jesus tell me to walk on the water, I can't think. That was confidence. Confidence in God. What about Paul? Apostle Paul. Paul was arrested one time. Paul did something um, uh, which, uh, which was against the laws that governed, governed um, the Romans and the Jews as well. And this was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was telling the people that Jesus is the Son of God. 
He was telling the people that there is life after death. He was telling the people that there is the Holy Spirit. He was telling the people that they had to be born again. Which annoyed the Romans and the Jews as well. So he was arrested. He was put in prison. Waiting for the judgment. But in the book of Philemon, Philemon has only one chapter. Number 22. Paul made a statement to the church. Say, you guys prepare a guest room for me. I'm coming anytime. I was wondering who told them they was going to come out. Who had, told, who had promised him of the lease. He was out of confidence in God. Confidence. 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 Confidence helps us overcome the threats of the enemy. Confidence helps us to overcome all of the fears. Confidence in God helps us to overcome, to overcome, to overcome everything. Confidence. And the lack of confidence brings only sufferings. Take an example of a, a, a lost son in the Gospel of Luke chapter 15. He suffered a lot simply because he lacked confidence in his father. He lacked confidence. He was the son of his father. His father loved him so much. His father had everything. But he lacked confidence in his father. He thought that possibly one time, one day, the father would sell the property and give the money to, to, to the prostitutes. So he wanted it to be on his own. It's as if he wanted to protect the property. Possibly thought that one time, one day, the father would sell the property and he happened not to give him even a single cent. So he didn't trust his father. He lacked confidence. So he requested the father to give him his share. He went, he spent everything. And the Bible says that when he came to himself, he decided to go back to his father. To go back to his father. But even on his way, he didn't have enough confidence in his father. Never. Because here, on his way back home, he was, he was going back and not as a son. For him was going to look for a job. He was a job seeker before his father. He lacked confidence in his father. Forgetting that he left the house when he was a son, and that he could not be less than that. He could not be less than that. He was a son. He was a child of his father. He could not be less than that. Let me remind you something, brothers and sisters. You and I, we are children of God, and we cannot be less than that. It's a matter of having confidence in him. We cannot be less than that. We are children of his. Confidence. The people who had confidence in God, they enjoyed the advantages of being, you know, uh, or being uh, uh, their sons and their daughters. Lack of confidence brings only doubts, only fears. But if we happen to have confidence in God, we can overcome all of the threats of the enemy. You know, the en enemy keeps on threatening us, threatening our lives, threatening us. But if we have confidence in God, we can overcome all those kind of stuff. Confidence is something very important in Christian work. 
So I want to encourage you and encourage myself just to have more, more, and more, more confidence in our Father. Besides having confidence in God, those the three Hebrews in the book of um, Daniel chapter 3, they were so rememberful of God's miracles, which is also very important in a Christian life. They were so rememberful of the miracles and the signs that God performed in the days past. They were so rememberful. When a king threatened them, um, uh, set a fire aside, uh, determined to throw them in the fire, for them they remembered the miracles that God performed in the days past. And they knew that the same God who performed the miracles in the ages past, he can also perform a miracle today. Because it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So they trusted that. They were so rememberful. They remembered that one time, one day, God commanded a woman to conceive when she is no longer, when she was above age. They remembered that. They remembered that one day God commanded uh, 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 a sea to get divided. They remembered that one time, one day, God commanded food to fall from above. They remembered the signs and the miracles that God had um, performed in the days past, which gave them courage. Let me tell you something, one of our weaknesses, human beings, we are so, we are so forgetful of the works of God, we are so forgetful of uh, the miracles that God performed in our lives, and we are so rememberful of the things that God has not done for us. That's we, human beings. We can easily forget very easily we forget. And we are so rememberful of, of what of the things that God ha, has not done for us. But for the Hebrews, they were so rememberful of the miracles which gave them courage. Praise be the name of Jesus. Besides being rememberful of the miracles, Pastor, those people uh, they were so obedient to God's commands. You know, Bible leaders, you know for sure um, that God commanded the Israelites and us as well to never bow down in worship of anything. It is a law, it is a command. So they decide to obey. They are so obedient. They are so obedient. They decide to obey. I used to, to ask God, I said, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me to, to obey you. They were so obedient, they obeyed, they decided to obey. They obeyed God unconditionally without any compromise. Because the fire had been set, and they are going to die. They would have reasoned God. They said, no, Lord, for sure we love you, you know even our heart. But here we are going to die. So please let us go down temporarily and worship this idol. Then tomorrow, we come back to church. 
let us do this simply to save our lives. Only for today, you know our heart. Only for today. But they never compromised. When it came to obey the law of God, they never compromised. They obeyed God unconditionally without any condition. Without any condition. What about Abraham? Abraham also reminds me. Abraham, Abraham was tested by God in the book of Genesis chapter 22. God commanded him to go and sacrifice his son Isaac. Abraham obeyed God without any condition. Any condition he never compromised. Because Abraham would have compromised. He said, Lord, I have only one son. And you gave him to me when I was old. And you are now asking me to sacrifice your son. What is that? No. At least you give me more children. Then I will sacrifice one of them. But you can't sacrifice only a son I have. Abraham never compromised. And you know there is something to learn. The Holy Spirit of God taught me something to learn from Abraham's action. When God Abraham, um, uh, uh, when God told Abraham to, sac- to sacrifice his son, Abraham never told his wife Sarah. Do you know why? I was asking myself why. He, he never told his wife Sarah. I was asking myself. Was it that Abraham didn't have love for, for his wife? How can a husband go for such a mission without telling his wife? It was a very big mission. Because God said, Abraham, get out of your house. Go to one of the mountains which I will let you know and sacrifice your son. Abraham never told his wife. How was it took me years asking myself why. Why that Abraham? Why? Why? He would have told his wife about the, the Holy Spirit of God taught me that Abraham was trying to avoid anything which would prevent him from fulfilling the command of the Father. Because if Abraham had told his wife, Sarah, she was going to pick up a phone and call the police. And Abraham was going to be in trouble. For murder attempt. Abraham was going to be in trouble. He was going to be arrested. Abraham tried to avoid anything which would hinder him from uh, doing the work of his father faithfully. He tried to avoid anything. It teaches me that as long as we live as Christians, it's wise to avoid anything which would you know, make us fail. To avoid anything, if you happen to say anything which can make you fail, just try to avoid it. Abraham avoided it. He refused his wife because he knew that Sarah was not going to let him do it. So, he kept quiet. He kept the secret. I used to ask God, I said, Lord, please help me. And tell us as a church to avoid the things because I've been seeing people, you know, people falling down, falling away from the Lord. I just ask God, Lord, please help us so that He teach us how to avoid the things which can uh, uh, cause us to fall away from You. Actually, there are three common things which uh, most of the time 
make us faith. There are three common things. And one is glory, to be known. We want honor. We want honor. We want to be known. Second is money. Money. Money has many, many names. Here you call it dollar. In my country, you call it, we call it shillings. In Zambia, they call it kwancha. Uh, South Africa, they call it rand. Different names. Honor, glory, to be known, to be somebody. Money. And the third is sex. These three common things which make us always say. Honor, glory. I was talking to Nkurunziza. Nkurunziza is the president of, uh, um, of Burundi. And uh, he decided not to respect a constitution that governs their country. The constitution says that we have to stand only for two terms. Okay? You are not supposed to, con con to contest for the third term. But for him, he decided not to respect the constitution. Now, people started to strike. So we are sent there had the UN team uh, just talk to him to cool him down to ask him just to forget about the contesting for the president then uh, when I got an opportunity of talking to him while we were having um, uh, lunch I said I, I, I asked him why are you not giving up why are you not you know changing your plan up, you know because your people are going to die do you know what he said he said, you are saying that simply because you have not a president before. The seat of a president is very sweet. It's very sweet. That's what he said. He wanted to keep him. To have that honor and glory. To be honored in the, in the country. He wanted to be above of everyone. I used to ask God, I said, Lord, help me, help me. And help us as a church. To avoid the things which can make us fail. What about money? Have about not more than five minutes. Something happened uh, in my country to our brother who was a pastor of a church. He hosted the Americans, missionaries. Over ten of them, they were in the country for a week. And uh, a church that pastored, they didn't have a property of their own, a building of their own. And, um, uh, okay, the Americans stayed in the hotel. They were doing a person-to-person -person evangelism. And they, they talked to him, said, look here, guys, we are coming back in three months' time. And what you want is, is to organize a very big crusade. So we are going to send you money so that you organize a crusade for us. She said it is okay. So when they went back to the United States, they sent him money. They sent him $200,000. It's a lot of money, you know, in our country. It's a big money. They sent him $200,000 just to organize for the crusade so that they can come and preach for a week. But you know what happened? He never organized for the crusade. He bought a, he bought a building for the church because they were tenants. He 
built a building for the church. And here the Americans came for a crusade. There was no crusade. They approached us. Okay, I'm on the committee. Um, in my country, we have um, a fellowship of pastors, born, uh, a fellowship of the born again pastors. So I'm on the committee as uh, a treasurer. Then the missionaries came to us. Say, look here, your fellow pastor cheated us, we gave him money, 200,000 to organize for the crusade. So we called the pastor. What happened? Yes, they gave me the money. It's true, $200,000. But because we are tenants, uh, I, I decided to buy th- that building for a church. I asked him, what is the building? Building what for? For the church, for the church of God. I said, who told you that you need to cheat so that you can help God? God is very rich. You cheat, you steal, so that you buy a building for the church. No. We called the police to arrest him. We called the police. He was arrested, taken to court. The court ordered the sale of the building which had purchased and the money were given back to the missionaries. Actually, they, they didn't recover all the money. But they recovered something like 70%. Because they had spent money in different whatever. They recovered something like 70%. And now he's serving a prison. He was sentenced to seven years in prison. So he has served four of them. He's in prison now. Money. He was a man. I loved him. I knew him. I've known him. I've known him for so many years. But because of money, money, just money, he just fell down. He fell away from the grace of the Father. We have seen so many people falling away simply because of money, because of glory, because of sex. I used to encourage myself and encourage my uh, brothers and sisters just to ask God to help us so that you can, we can stand firm. God interested us with his people. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. God interested us with his people. You and I, we are lucky to be born again. We are lucky to be children of God. The eyes of God is light upon us. Do you know that we are the one to determine the future of, the, of, the, of, 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 of this world? We are the one to, to determine. We are the one to determine. God interested us with his people. So we have to live an exemplary life. An exemplary life. I'm so happy with God that when he sent us, pastor, we are not sent. God sent us uh, to do the work of his. He's asking us to contribute to the expansion of the kingdom of his on the face of this earth. Okay? We are only his vessels. He wants to use us for the kingdom of his to be expanded. But I'm so happy with him that he never sent us empty-handed. No, he gave us weapons. We can overcome. Brother, we can overcome. It is very possible. We can overcome the challenges of this world. We can overcome the worries. We can overcome sickness and illness. We can overcome the troubles. We can overcome the wars. We can overcome all the conflicts. We can. It is very possible. We can because we have weapons. We are given three weapons. Three great weapons. One is the word. We are given the word. 
throughout the scriptures. By the word, God could tell the prophets, go and tell my people, by my word, by the word, by the word, read it was divided. Just by the word. Just the word. By the word, Sarah con- conceived. By the word. By the word. Second weapon is the name. We are given the name. We have a name. My brother, we, have a, we can make it. We can make it. We can make it in life. We can, we can make it. We are given a name. The name which is above all the names. The name of Jesus. Jesus could study his disciples. Just go in my name, in my name, in my name, in my name. Go, go in my name, in my name. And everywhere they went, in the name of Jesus, they succeeded. Third weapon is the power of the Holy Spirit. When he was with them, Jesus, he said, look here, guys. I know you have the word. You have the name. But wait until you get the third weapon. But wait. Wait until he comes. Just wait until he comes. And when he comes, he will be my witnesses. Wait for the Holy Spirit. You need to be well equipped, well armed. So that you can overcome all the challenges. So we have the three weapons. We have the word. We have the name. We have the Holy Spirit. We can make it. Father. In the name of Jesus. I want to thank you. For the word. Which you have shared. And it's my prayer and my supplication that the Holy Spirit of God help us to be strong in our days, just as the three Hebrews in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, were strong. Help us to overcome the challenges of this world. Help us to overcome, give us that courage. Just as the three boys, Hebrew boys had. Give us courage to overcome the worries. Give us power, my master, to serve you faithful. Just as those three boys served you faithful. Give us courage, my master, to obey you unconditionally, without any compromise. Just as you gave courage to the three Hebrew boys in the name of Jesus. Give us courage to be you are true, faithful servants, sons and daughters, King of kings, Lord of lords. Father, I pray the word of blessing to my sisters and my brothers. We bless this church in the name of Jesus. Each and every person who is under this roof and one who is not allowed, uh, available today, bless him or her in the name of Jesus. One who is sick, by your word, by your name, by the Holy Spirit, that person be healed and released in the name of Jesus. 
a person who is undergoing challenges, family problem, challenges in the family, any problem, any kind of challenge, by your words, by your name, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we ask you, Father, to rescue your son, to rescue your daughter, in the name of Jesus. We say peace to everyone. We say healing to everyone. We say the word of blessing to everyone. We say the word of blessing to this church in the name of Jesus. May this church be the light of the Blue Mountains and Australia as a country. May this church be a salt to Black Earth as a suburb to Blue Mountain as a region and Australia as a nation in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you bless my brothers. Bless my sisters. Bless the big ones and the young ones. Bless men and bless women. Bless everyone and bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say, Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.